What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's October 23rd, 2021. Boy, is it a day full of shows. We had Grapsy today. We had uh, SmackDown and Rampage last night. And before we went off the air, we said something wild happened backstage. And we're going to dig into it. Boy, did we dig into it. I'll go ahead and give you all the plug. FightfulSelect.com has a constantly updated article on Charlotte. Uh, Becky Lynch, their backstage argument and all that. We've been talking to people all day about it. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. We will also have some Bound for Glory news as it's going on. We've got exclusive news there every day. I got to plug it now because I won't be on this show long because I'm watching Bound for Glory. But we got Alex Palowski. We got Robert DeFelice. How y'all doing? Uh, Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Better than better than last night uh, after SmackDown, but not better than last night after Rampage, because 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 there's some stuff that happened at the end of the show that I really call into question. Oh, yeah. Robert, yeah. how you doing? I would co-sign that. Doing pretty good, but I think uh, Rampage ended a little stronger. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Send a super chat and get your question or statement read on the air. Now I mentioned I won't be on this show long, but I, I'm trying to do. Uh, on these shows, I'm I'm ho not hosting, but I'm on. Drop some backstage news. Maybe give you all some talking points for later on. Uh, several things on this show were filmed last week. I thought AEW did really, really good with all the people that were on the Jericho Cruise. We're talking people that you all probably didn't even realize. The Seidel brothers, Marco, Orange Cassidy, Starks, uh, Jake, Aubrey, Rebel, Abaddon, uh, Brian Cage, Chucky e. T, Sonny Kiss, Jamie Hayter, The Wingmen, Gun Club. All these people, and then like way more, were on the Jericho cruise. So obviously they weren't on tonight's show. But as I mentioned, I think uh, I think who who was on there? Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, uh, Hobbs, Anna Jay, Colt Cabana. These people who had popped up in pre-tapes or matches last night, those were filmed last week. So uh, they they got quite a bit of stuff that was that was uh, filmed in the can, and they didn't seem like these people were missing weeks at a time uh update on lance archer he did tweet but i heard uh, from backstage he uh, seemingly okay what is seemingly okay we don't know i'm sure he's gonna get looked at i'm sure he's gonna get checked out all that stuff a very nasty nasty spot there as oscar villanueva says he's a tough sob i was told that he walked backstage on his own power was laughing joking all that stuff was seemingly okay Tony Nice was placed at ringside before the opening match, uh, featured a couple times on screen. Uh, Alex you know, was a, a lover of 205 Live at one point. Uh, we'll, I'm excited to hear his thoughts on that, but uh, I don't know about the contract status of him. I'm working to find out. Uh, there were numerous fans kicked out of this show, uh, including a couple for having some very vulgar signs. There's another situation that I think police got involved in and ejected somebody. Uh, so uh, that's that's special. Uh, obviously, the Good Brothers aren't there tonight. They're at Impact defending their their Impact tag titles. I've been told they have not been at like the last three tapings. They haven't. They've been off like three weeks. Uh, there was a report. I think it was from Ringside News that said that that relationship between Impact and AEW would be ending after Bound for Glory. I've I've heard that. I just haven't verified it and and ran it through there but that's something i had actually heard a few weeks ago 
I was told they wouldn't be on AEW uh, for the next few weeks. I don't know if that will be moving forward, uh, but I don't think there's any ill will on that. And the last note I have, Cole Jungle Boy, it's finally coming together. This has been planned since Cole came into the company. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise, but for those of you who didn't know, it has been planned since he came into the company, and uh, he definitely went out of his way to uh, mention him in interviews, mention Jungle Boy in interviews and things like that. But Adam Cole's got to realize one thing. You know what's all about that? But... That's my time, guys. Um, hope you guys have a great show. FightfulSelect.com. I've got an ongoing uh, like live discussion on AEW, this show, GCW. At 1 a.m., there is a Bound for Glory post show. Steven Jensen, uh, Jeremy Lambert. I'm going to try to pop up on that, too. Uh, enjoy, guys. Well, I don't know how we top that, but all right, here we go. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we can try. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome, fightful, faithful. I'm Alex Palazzo. This is Robert DeFelice. And Hello. We normally do this stuff with Sean doing the lead, but we're going to figure out how this works as we go uh, and try not to step all over each other. Yeah, we've uh, never done this. No, not not the two of us together. Um, but please uh, send in your super chats. Uh, and we will read them on the air and 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 discuss them. Uh, and you ask us questions, and we will answer them within reason. I always have to say within reason because you never know who's out there on the internet. You never know. Um, so, uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, every Saturday, hours before now time, you should watch Grapsity. It's on Fightful. It's amazing. Will Washington, Phil, uh, Phil Lindsay. And Righteous Reg do an amazing job. Oscar Villanueva sends in Super Chat saying he wants to give a shout out to Grapsity. Will, Reg, and Phil rule, give you an honest opinion and a perspective you may not have been aware about. Yes, every Saturday uh, they they let me know some stuff about how, how another way I could be looking at what's going on in the world of wrestling, and it's totally invaluable. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things on this channel, and there's a lot of good on this channel, so check that out every Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, New Punk Rants sends in a super chat. Uh, I have this here. I want to set it off on the screen. AEW was much needed after I was diagnosed with a tumor. I'm so fortunate to have AEW and all the escapism I have. Hopefully y'all are good. Hopefully you are good, New Punk yeah, Rants. Man. We're sending you love. Uh, everybody in the Fightful Faithful, I know, is rooting for you. Um, uh, uh, well. Stay with us. Let us let us know your your prognosis as you're going through this, and we are all there for you with our thoughts and prayers and everything. That's right. Um, but thank you so much um, for, for for turning us on to try and get you out of this. We'll try and keep it entertaining at least. Um, yeah. So uh, the thing um, started out with um, well, right off the bat, uh, Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, and I saw a lot of really great praise for this match. Um, uh, it, it didn't come from me. Like this is the thing: is that I'm 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 a I'm a guy who says uh, Dustin Rhodes is fine, but isn't this anymore? And I I was actively watching Brian Danielson slow down and and do spots slower to make sure that that Dustin Rhodes can catch up to him the same way I watched Malachi Black do the same thing 
versus Dustin Rhodes before. I think both Danielson and Malachi Black have had their worst matches with Dustin Rhodes. I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm not saying he hasn't had an amazing career. I'm saying that putting him up and saying that this is an all this is going to be an all-time classic and everybody's rooting for Dustin Rhodes, like maybe you are, but you're presumptuous to say everybody. I thought the match was good, like probably pretty good, but all of the stuff that when it made it go from pretty good, from, from good to pretty good, that's all on, on Danielson making this match work for me. What do you yeah. think? Look, Dustin Rhodes had a great start to his AEW career. I think his match with Cody was one of the best AEW matches still that I've seen just because great style, they mesh well together. They mesh well together, and the specific story they were telling within that match made it like it had to be the two of them having that match. I I agree. Right, but Dustin was obviously going to slow down. He's got other things going on. Brian did his best. I thought it was a good match. It'll probably never happen again, so it's fun to see. But the right guy won, and yeah. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, there, there, there was a couple of things, though, that, that, that Danielson's just the, just the greatest. Like, he's just the greatest wrestler, the smartest wrestler in the world, um, as far as I, as far as from, from my point of view. He, he had that, was trying to get in that, that cross arm bar, and, and, and Dustin was blocking it, blocking it, blocking it. So, so... Brian just said, well, F you then, and turned it into a short arm scissor because he can immediately do something like that because his brain works that way. And so when I watch him do the thing that everybody does in a match versus Dustin Rhodes, where you set him into the ropes and then you bend over to give him the back body drop and he just like saunters up to you, drops to his knees and hits the uppercut. Like Danielson is too smart to do that and making him do that to, to get to get in that particular spot for Dustin, so I think drops the match down a little bit i'm not saying it was terrible but i'm I'm saying that it, it uh, when i saw his name on the bracket i was like that's an odd choice i think and that was a specific we want to do this let, let us have this one and then we'll never do it again dustin he does deserve some praise for the run that he's had because obviously it's better than what wwe did with him at the sure. end Sure. no yeah no gold dust but, was terrible at the end but danielson needs to move on i think he's moving on in a pretty big way as we found out tonight so that's yeah. awesome yeah brett lockman uh sent super chat saying legit insane that was the first singles match between danielson and dustin that is kind of crazy considering how long they were in wwe together i think the um, only time they ever interacted was they did a 12 man tag against the shield and the wyatts <laughs> of course they did of like, course they did of course they did so a 12 man tag. uh yeah brent says it did not disappoint uh and stephen williams says every danielson match seems like a dream match it's it's honestly true. Um, I think to me it seems like a dream match because this Brian Danielson uh, hasn't existed over the last decade. Uh, it ha- he hasn't been allowed to. A, a we thought he was. Ne- a we all thought he was never going to get to wrestle ever right. again. And then not only does he co- have a comeback, not only does he then become like have a really cool heel run as WWE champion. Not only does he put over Kofi Kingston, one of the most important. WrestleMania title defenses ever. Um, but uh but then he leaves and goes here and has a completely new renaissance as the American Dragon 2.0. And I'm 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 loving everything that he does, honestly. I think the reality is you say it hasn't existed for the last 10 years. This Brian Danielson has never existed because the WWE system does give you a new wrinkle to your game, and Brian mastered that. 
as well as the indie stuff. And he's better than ever. And he's won every match with a different move. And I love nuances like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we mentioned earlier before that um, uh, Tony Nese was sitting at ringside. Now, Tony Nese, uh, former WWE Cruiserweight champion, uh, a, a very good wrestler. I, will, I won't say anything about his skills uh, in the ring. Um, uh, AEW has a lot of very good wrestlers. I, I, and I will say that um, what I have seen of Tony Nese in everything else that he does as a wrestler doesn't seem to me like I would question why the, whether you would want to sign Tony Nese over Buddy Matthews. And I don't know why, like, I don't know if that's, uh, there's a difference in, in, in con like money that they were asking for or whatever. Maybe Buddy Matthews wasn't interested, but I think a lot of people were expecting the old, the old Bud Matt to show up in AEW and Tony Nese instead of him. If I don't know that there is a one-to-one comparison, but there were both cruiserweight champions in WWE, and right. I know which one I would pick if I had my choice. I'm willing to bet that Tony Nese was willing to come in on a trial basis. Yeah, I'm, and I'm maybe Buddy, sure that's what it is. Buddy Matthews, not so much. I haven't seen though the hey, here's a guy who you know his face from another place sitting at ringside. I wonder what he's doing here. I haven't seen them do that before, have we? Well, also, but they're in Orlando, so that's the thing you do. You sit people in the crowd and you say, Look who's here. <laughs> I love you say, well, we're in Orlando, like it was Mickey Mouse or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just sitting in the crowd. Um, uh, uh, there was a um, a super elite promo, um, you know, to, to Hangman. And I I I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was like, you know, I liked I liked Kenny saying, like, I know you very well, Hangman, and I know that you go to you you can't you lay awake at night scared of failure. And I think that that is the story that they're telling, um, yeah. and and it, it's all it's all great. There's nothing I, 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 there's nothing wrong with this promo. It was a good way of getting them on, on the show when we thought there was no reason for them to be on the show otherwise. Singular addition to this already well told story. It's fine. We know what the money payoff is, and I think we're getting to that on November thirteenth. Yeah. Um, we also got a uh, an FTR and Penta uh, promo, which I thought was kind of cool. Like they were t- giving the pre tapes to each other. Like that was a really like FTR was like, we're very ha- we're proud to be AAA champions, but we're gonna we're gonna kick your butt uh, uh, at, at full gear. Uh, uh, and then Penta and Alex Abahantes are like, FTR, you, you you not only did you did you cheat to take our AAA championships last week. But then last night on Rampage, you attacked us from behind. We don't think that's very good. And then they cut back to FTR and they say, well, if you don't think that's any good, we'll see it full gear. And then you'll see, like, and I thought it was kind of cool. They obviously did two, two pre-tapes, but it's like they were talking to each other in the pre-tapes. So I thought that was clever. It's very clear. Tony Khan's a big fan of the old school, like WF face-to-face stuff with me and Gene. And they do it very well. And those aren't easy to do. And FTR... Does everything perfectly, so obviously great segment. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 very intrigued by more FTR and Pent and uh, Penta and Phoenix stuff. I think that there's a lot of stuff they can do. Um, uh, there's such there are two such great tag teams uh, with such great followings that the, the their TV match they had a year ago wasn't mm. didn't click all all the way. But I think that they, they they can be doing some really, really great stuff. Um, and the reality is FTR has been out of the title picture for about a year now. Yeah. 
it's time to get them back in. It's time to get the pinnacle back into the top picture because they haven't done anything since that feud with the inner circle. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer said super chat saying Alex Abrahantes with the shiner seems like such a badass. I wonder if um, Alex Abrahantes has ever been called a badass. Before I don't chat. know, but, but I, I, you know what it does, it does make him look like, you know, um, like he's been in a fight. I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of people who are, can, can be in fights can be beaten up in a fight and not be a badass, but there does add a certain air to him that he didn't have before. So uh, we'll see. Um, so um, then we get this, the sting uh, interview in interview. Uh, and then uh, MJF coming out to cut the promo. Uh, I am La Lucha says, you know, MJF was magic. If YouTube, YouTube doesn't let you quote him. Um, He's um, he's 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 really good at this. Like he's your mileage so may vary about about whether or not you like what he does, but what but what he does the kind of heel promo that he cuts nobody else is doing it. Nobody and, and, and not nearly as good. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is the best, most tapped in character in professional wrestling and i'm willing to bet it's not much of a character he's probably a real shit bag he's from long island those kinds of things happen i know i used to live in new york they're not that nice people but mjf getting the most out of sting AEW goes back to an old faithful of tony shivani's gonna talk to sting except just kidding because here comes somebody to interrupt when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's cool to see Sting still getting physical. I love seeing this. Yeah. Um, uh, him, him, like, MJF walking down the ring, basically saying, like, I, I thought it was interesting that he was saying, Sting, you're such a bad friend. You you turned your back on everybody who's ever been your friend. When the lore of Sting is that backs are turned on him, that he gets <laughs> turned on by all of his friends, like, flare over and over and over again. But he brought up specifically... Uh, the Darby is really hurt, uh, like like selling it for several weeks hurt, um, and uh, and he'll be wind up just like Sting's other friend, Lex Luger, in a wheelchair, and he doesn't even get wheelchair all the way out because because he gets blocked by Sting. But then out comes uh, Wardlow and Spears, and they do basically what I wanted. Like I wanted Wardlow specifically. To like do a, a vicious backbreaker to Sting and do the whole Bane and Batman thing. Oh, Instead, gosh, okay. they had um, Spears just wail on on Sting's back uh, several times with the chair. And the little things of that 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 MJF does to to piss off a crowd, like insisting that he get to put his his sport jacket back on before he continues with his promo the, the the crowd hated that so much and he was like well i get to do whatever i want i'm mjf and so, you know it works he's so fucking good and you know i i love this guy and bringing up lex luger in a promo about darby allen i don't know if those two things will ever happen again in wrestling but mjf makes it work he's so good 
him and Darby, presumably at full gear, will be a fantastic match. Yeah. And I want more Sting and Wardlow. Yeah, I, I really loved like MJF propping up Sting's near lifeless body and like, this is going to be you. Like he, MJF hates Darby Allen. Like, really hates him. And I'm not really sure why, but okay. As Brett Lockman says, MJF doesn't speak so much as proclaims. You question nothing he says, and that feels so rare in wrestling. I mean, you can question a lot of things that he says, but he he doesn't... He, he, you never question whether or not he believes the shit that he says. And that's really that's really valuable. Um, uh, I, I, I thought this was all... This, this did exactly what it was supposed to do. Uh, Sting started to get back up to his feet. So MJF clocked him with the diamond ring. At least MJF getting physical, like adding to the beatdown, I thought was was really good. But the I thought the best part of this whole storyline was the back backstage thing. It was more like in a parking lot, and it was um, MJF going to talk more to Darby, uh, and then um, and then and Spears is there too, polishing his chair, which I thought was a great little get, gimmick. But uh, then Wardlow comes up like, "Hey, what's happened last week?" when you shove me in front of Sting. And mm. I love that, like, MJF is so good at this. Hey, buddy, 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 buddy. Listen, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing for me to admit this, but it was fight or flight. I got scared. I freaked out a little bit. And and I would never do that to you on purpose. But here's, it's a good thing you're here because I wanted to have a little heart to heart. Um, uh, I've been, I realized I've been putting so much pressure on you being the only one to watch my back, but that's why I pay you the big bucks. But now... Um, I'm. I think it's too much for you to do alone. So I'm going to assign you an accountability buddy. <laughs> a what? An accountability buddy. And and the the whole time this is happening between Wardlow and MJF, behind them, right in the background, is Sean Spears silently polishing his chair. And then it's like, uh, who is it? And he claps Spears in the shoulder and says, "It's Sean here." And Sean looks at Wardlow, looks at MJF, looks back to Wardlow. I don't, I had no idea what was going on. And then MJF walks away and Spears looks up at Wardlow like, hey. <laughs> That's the so hey good. Thing killed me. Spears honestly never got the credit for being just a dude who could just play really great emotions with his face when he was in NXT. And I'm really glad they're letting him do more of that stuff uh, in AEW. This segment was so good. I personally don't like it because if you watch this show, you know that I don't think MJF and Wardlow should break up until at least next year. But it looks like they are moving closer to that. But Spears just saying, hey, big man. <laughs> like, look, I got no idea, but I guess I, we're, we're buzzed now. This is not me. I don't want to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nikolai Kreis said Sean Spears with the greatest hey of so of all time. And uh, it's, well, it's certainly top five. I, don't, I mean, I, I have to look through all the haze, but um, uh, Jay Blood uh, says that uh, Sean Spears is tremendous in this role. I agree. With the small amount of time he gets on the air, his role is important and he pops me. Like, there's one thing. I said this when they when they made him part of the, of the gang. I was like, Sean Spears, what's he going to do? You already got FTR and you got Wardlow. Why Sean Spears? Like, you need a guy who's crazy. You need a guy who's just out there because he gets a sexual pleasure from hitting people with a chair. You need a guy who's got 17 screws loose and you think you found 16, but you don't know where the 17th one is like that. You need that guy. And I think he's, he's doing it perfect. And here's what he brings. Everybody else 
Everybody knows they're top of the line blue chipper. Spears is the one guy who everybody knows can take a loss. And Spears is just like, well, then screw it. I'm going to hit everybody with a chair and I'm going to get myself over one way or another. And he does that. And I've grown to love him for it. Uh, New Punk Rants says, uh, accountability is the best thing in wrestling. Uh, I think next year is the year of Wardlow. Listen, it's going to be soon. This guy's really talented. Uh, MJF is the best heel ever. I can't wait to see see more, says New Punk Rants. Uh, yeah, I, I also uh, uh, agreed. Um, I uh, There's there's a lot of really cool stuff they can do. With like, they don't need to make him a baby face. Like, they can make him their version of the current incarnation of Brock Lesnar, mm. where we root for him to destroy everyone and everything in his path. And we're not rooting for him like, yay, we love Wardlow. We just love violence. Mm. And we get to see Wardlow enacted on people. And yeah, I want to go back to, you had mentioned, you don't know why MJF is all upset at Darby. He spelled this out very clearly when talking to Rasslin. Darby's a stuntman. He's doing the uh, Ric Flair to Mick Foley. You're not a wrestler. You're a stuntman. You'll be in a wheelchair by the time you're 30. And I think MJF just wants to help him get there while at the yeah. same time helping his own career. I think putting these two guys together is smart because you got a lot of guys who are from WWE. And it's time to say, yeah, we know we got all that. But look at these guys that we've built on our own. And whenever they fight, it's going to be great. Sawyer uh, says, uh, Wardlow's a what to the word accountability buddy is an underrated sell. I popped as much for that as the, Hey, like I'm going to go back and watch this whole thing again because I, I was way behind. I had to put my kid to bed and she was being very fussy, but I was, I was watching this thing from like 20 minutes behind. So I was playing catch up the whole time. If I had been able to like, was watching it in real time, I would have gone back and watched this little segment like three or four times in a row. I loved it. You know where this works? You watch Raw, so you know that sometimes when people do backstage segments, they forget how to talk, and they start talking like they're robots. These three men are just interacting yeah. the way human beings interact with one another. Yeah, it was it really was. It was so natural. And speaking of somebody who is so natural in the promos, Britt Baker, her little interview tonight was just perfect. Yep. Her whole thing about Ty Conti and you, you've been here when you came here. You've been showing your ass this whole time. And I, at full gear, I'm going to kick that ass that you love showing to people. Like just the way that she does it, it's just so natural. It makes you feel like she is delivering an obviously scripted promo perfectly off the cuff, just out, uh, like, she, like it came into her mind at the time. You know, I love the this pairing in particular because – Britt Baker at one point was a good wrestler, but, you know, I don't know if she's got what it takes to match the Sashas and the Charlottes on the other channel. And Ty Conti was doing absolutely nothing in NXT to the point where when she was released, it was sort of like, all right, they cut bait. What are you going to do? Come to find out she's the top uh, female prospect to come out of that performance center. And now her and Britt Baker get to have a great match on a pay-per-view that's going to have finally more than one meaningful women's match. It's going to be great. I love where this division is going and I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah. Um, uh, Vastav uh, Anand says that uh, Britt Baker DMD made it all about the butt. She knows it's all about the butt. Do you know it it's all about, about the butt? butt? You know it's all about the butt! 
It's all about it's the so butt. Good. It's all it's about so the good. And it is. It will be all about all the butt at full gear, apparently. Yes. Uh, all about the butt. Um, uh, by the way, that match is going to kick all kinds of ass. If they give all it right. some time, those two can... can uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's one of those deals where... I don't think there's a chance that Ty Conti not a chance at all. beats Britt Baker. And I can't wait to see the match anyway because I know they're going to make the match itself really, really um, uh, unique and impressive. Um, I just, I'm just looking forward to it so much. Um, I, uh, and, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like sometimes I'll watch a show where matches on the other brand have uh, obvious finishes. And I'll be like, I don't, I don't care about this because it feels like they've, they're, they're putting it out there with knowing that, you know, there's no way and you got to watch it anyway. They're going to make you believe through the next several weeks that Ty Conti can beat Britt Baker. And they'll Even make in believe... spite of yourself, they're going to make you believe it. And they'll make you believe for the entire duration of the match, with every false finish, that there is a chance. And you will find yourself captivated and actually sitting there going, oh, she might actually win, which is something you got to give them credit for because they make everything matter. And in the same vein, since we're talking about the women, I want to talk about the brilliance of the four buys in the TBS tournament. They're the four other women that are ranked. That's yeah. how you make ranks matter because Ty's getting the title shot and the other four get the buys in the tournament. Brilliant. And I just want to shout them out for that. Yeah. I mean, personally, I wish there were four of the women in the tournament and that you could have more, four more matches. Uh, and it, it, if you're going to, if you're going to start it now and it's supposed to last you all the way until January 5th, the first dynamite for the finals. And we're, we're apparently there was, Maybe may or may not have been a notebook with things scrawled on it, held like this by Tony Khan in a very famous picture. One of the things may or may not have been uh, a, a semifinals match at full gear on November 13th. And that's a semifinals match, which means that's the last round before the final. Like you could have stretched this out by putting Big Swole, Diamante, uh, Leila Hirsch. Like you could have easily found four other women. To, to slot in there to let, let now they could be they could have lost those matches to the four women with buys but you could have stretched this out and gotten even more great women's wrestling because the door has been left wide open for AEW to basically say we are the home of great women's wrestling across the board with long matches, with great storytelling within them, with great feuds among women who are not in the title picture. You have that opportunity to say, this is ours now. You know, and I have to say, I don't know how the other company left that door open when it was the one door they probably had the most security around. And they've somehow just said, screw it, we're going to leave everything out there. They did a tournament, and I think the longest match was about five minutes and 55 seconds. It was a shame. They do have a chance to bounce back here. They didn't do that with the participants, but hopefully they'll do that with the length of the matches because yeah. that's what will matter. Well, I, I don't I don't know. How long was Ruby Soho and Penelope Ford? It felt much longer than anything we saw. In the well, NBA. absolutely. Yeah, I like, would say so. And and it was really good. Like I, I, The thing about it is that I think there's going to be one upset that we are not foreseeing in this tournament. Like everybody's like, Oh, uh, the, these are the obvious people who are moving forward. The obvious finals is going to be blank. And I think there's going to be an upset that we're not, we're not at least one that we are not 
privy to yet. And I think they could have done a thing where they had Penelope Ford beat Ruby, Ruby Soho because the next round is Chris Statlander and she's a baby face. So yeah. you could have easily done Penelope Ford beats Ruby Soho. And the thing that you tell Ruby Soho backstage is it's okay because you're going to be the next TBS champion. You are going to win a go on a win streak and you're going to face the eventual champion in their first title defense. Like that'll be the thing that you, you could do that. Um, but I'm glad they didn't because I love Ruby Soho. She's super over. Penelope Ford has, imp has improved so much uh, over the course of the past year. Um, and I, I thought this was a really good match with a lot of really cool spots. There was a, where, where Penelope Ford does her like bridge back and Ruby's like, I'm going to pick you up. And Ruby and Penelope is like, nope, you're not going to do that. No, I won't. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to dead weight this. It, it worked out to be like, it felt like a fight in that moment. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I would say I didn't enjoy is the roll-up finish. I've seen too much of those. Nobody is Bret Hart. They don't make it work like Bret did. No. I, I don't like it. No. The, the only, I, I will say, I see it too much, so I hate it no matter who does it. It's earned in this company because they don't do it very often. Yeah. And I, I appreciated the story of the bunny comes out. She's a distraction the whole time. She tosses the, the, the brass knucks. Um, and the referee was Rick Knox, who is stupid, doesn't see anything when it happens, lets everything slide. And he was the guy who saw the knucks, put his foot on there and said, you're not taking this, kicked him out of the ring. And as, as Penelope's going for them, she leaves herself open to, to the roll-up. Like, that is um, that is a very good storytelling device to get to the roll-up. Personally, I would have just had um, uh, Ruby hit Penelope from behind and then do her finish to Penelope yeah. and beat her that way. The roll-up doesn't, like, I don't know why we're protecting uh, Penelope Ford. Um, and I feel like if... A lot of people are, are picking Ruby to, to maybe not win the tournament, but get to the final. How are we to believe that um, she's like, she's going to, she's going to roll up everybody in the tournament because she, she could get a really strong victory against Penelope Ford and then go into a, a, a like a dog fight with Chris Statlander. And if she makes it out of that, she's got either Serena or, um, or Nyla or, or Sheeta that right there, Serena or Sheeta. Has to go up against Nyla, and you know how they love booking Nyla to win things that yeah. you think she's not going to win. So either either of those three women versus Ruby, like I feel like she could have gotten her strongest victory of the tournament tonight, and they didn't. Yeah, and I think I've seen Ruby win and lose too many matches with roll-ups because of where she came from. The detonation kick would not have hurt anybody, but I get it, and hopefully it's just not something they over-rely on going forward. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> But I, I, otherwise, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by this TBS bracket. Um, I, I, I still, I still think that they, they, they made the championship because they needed something for Jade Cargill to do. That, that is my money as well. I still think they did that. Yeah. Every, I see so many people going, well, she's going to lose in round two. I'm like, I don't think that. No, no, she's going to. Well, she's going to. She'll, she'll win her first match against Red Velvet, presumably. But then she's going to lose in the next round. Uh, I, 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 I wish I had your confidence, but I nope. still don't think so. She's going all the way. I think she beats Soho in the end. Um, New Punk Rant says, as someone who watches Dark and Elevation 
AEW has been quietly building a huge women's division. I know they need to show more, but there's progress. Yeah, That's progress true. is important. And dark and dark elevation are important. I mean, Brian is supposedly working tomorrow's tapings. Cole is supposedly working tomorrow's tapings. So those shows are important. And really, if you do want to support the talent, that's the best way to do it. You do have those shows to directly watch and support. And I think that going forward, you're going to see more like that for the men as well, while the women get more time on TV. I'm hoping that's where this is going. More time on TV for the women because they need it and they've needed it for quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. The, 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 this, this is going to have, this has the opportunity to showcase a lot of your women that don't get on, uh, um, dynamite very often. Um, and it also, uh, um, has the opportunity to start brand new feuds that get them on dynamite more often because they're wrestling important matches. Uh, we still haven't, I, I believe we still have yet to see two women's matches on a dynamite like ever. And that's, uh, it's been long enough. We, it's we been gotta, way too long. I'm we, sure like, we if they haven't done it by now, that's a surprise to me. And if they haven't I done mean, it, they need to do it now. If they have, I feel like one of them was a squash. Right, like, like two, two decent length women's matches. Um, uh, uh, speaking of squashes, uh, it was an extended squash, but Bobby uh, Fish uh, <laughs> tried tried to send Anthony Green to sleep with the fishes. Like, he tried to murder that poor hippie. Like, that man who was half hippie, half Zubaz aficionado. Like, I... He he did not fare well against Mr. Fish. Uh, Mr. Fish tried to kill that man and would have gotten away with it, too, because after he killed him in the match, he said, that's not enough. I'm going to kill you after the match. And then... Nobody was going to come to save Anthony Green except for CM Punk. That's amazing. That uh, This is when I get really excited about pro wrestling because Bobby Fish is really good. And I know a lot of people saw him as the other guy in the Undisputed Era. But he Bobby was presented Fish, that way in NXT you know, a longer time. Fish is so good. And next week he's going to fight CM Punk. This is a match we're getting on free television. And, you know, it's so amazing to see where wrestling has come. And I got caught looking for Tony Nese to hop the guardrail and jump and fish and then fish get a win over Tony Nese on like rampage and to see CM Punk. That's really cool. And that's the next level for punk. And I am ready to see CM Punk on that next level. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really just love punk coming out there. What are you doing, man? Leave the kid alone. Like he's just the most upstanding man in the world. And I love that. They're just like, they're really feeding into that. Um, so that when, eventually that heel turn happens um it's gonna feel like such an ultimate betrayal because he's been the most honorable man in the world this whole time and like it's a really cool thing to get him to like because like yeah fish being the heel who just likes hurting people yeah that's a, that's a perfectly the mid-card heel who just likes putting a hurting on dudes that's a guy you need in a, your professional wrestling company and and then when he gets his comeuppance the crowd cheers and you need that. And you need the guy for, for CM Punk to do that to. And the guy who decides during the match, I'm going to go into this business for myself and probably put a hurting on Punk. I mean, not really, but the way that we're watching it looks like he might be. Like that kind of stuff. It's 
really, really good. And here's the beautiful thing. Fish did an interview recently, and he said he was willing to accept a player coach role in NXT had it come to that. I can't think of any person to pair Fish with better than yeah. Daniel Garcia or Lee Moriarty. And you take these people, you put them with Fish, and now you've got tag teams that can run, and you've got – I'm thinking of so many ideas for Fish already, and the CM Punk match is just going to be a great exhibition. I am so glad that even though the end of the year was the best thing on NXT, so glad that half of that foursome is now in AEW doing some of the best work they've ever done. I think it's soon to be three quarters of that foursome. Oh, I, I would agree with you, good sir. Because, I would agree. Because Kyle O'Reilly is hanging out in the woods with with Von Wagner, and it's kind of weird. And I think Kyle O'Reilly knows it's kind of weird, and I think he might be counting down the days. Red until... Death and Red Death, Red Dragon. I like where we're going here. <laughs> um so uh, there is a, a backstage interview with Leo Rush and Dante Martin, uh, where where basically Leo says what we all thought he was going to do before. Uh, Matt Seidel is weighing you down. Get rid of Matt Seidel. And Dante is kind of iffy on it. It's like, don't worry. I got us a tag team match next week on Rampage. And Dante is like, oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, against the Seidel brothers, of course. Yeah. And I, gosh, I, I, I really want to see that. Because Leo and Don, there's such an amazing story that they're that they're that they are able to tell if they want to tell it, of Darius Martin coming back and being overprotective of, of his kid brother, um, and also being jealous of his kid brother because his, his kid brother got to shine while he was away injured, and also probably way down inside saying, "I'm better than my kid brother. I've always been better than my kid brother." It's not fair that they gave you that shot while I was injured. You should have been the one to get injured. And they can tell that whole story while Leo Rush just pulls the puppet strings. And I, I can't wait. It's the reverse Owen, and I like it. It's the, you know, mom and dad always liked you best because you're the kid brother. It's the, it's not fair. I always had to take care of you, and you always got all the praise. It's so easy to do. And I love the idea of seeing this tag match. Poor Mike Seidel exists in the scenario to eat a pinball but that's yeah. okay sometimes I that's mean, the way the cookie perhaps crumbles. perhaps or the, the 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 most maybe they're saving it for a one-on-one -on -one match but the most impactful pinfall is dante having to pin uh matt like like yeah. maybe they maybe they're saving that um but i i always I, I always come back to the same same old gag i did not know there was a mike seidel and so the first time i saw mike seidel I pulled a Homer Simpson. I was like, hey, there's a new Mexico. <laughs> like, I had no idea such a thing existed. And honestly, every time I watch them team together, I think I think he's a pretty good wrestler. Like, it's cool to watch the brothers together. I think that there's a uh, there's a chance to have them be more of a full-time foil for, for Darius and Dante down the line. Like, there's there's a lot of cool stuff to do. There um, is. I would say if, if Mike Seidel doesn't eat the pin, it's Leo pinning Matt. Yeah. Or that's right. But yeah. I, th I think I think he's he's gonna force Dante to have a singles match versus Matt Seidel, and then and then, then Dante he... should win because Dante's a star and everybody knows him. Yep. Um so uh we had uh Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer. Now Archer comes out first and Eddie Kingston attacks him from behind, and the entire match is built around uh Lance Archer beating the bejesus 
out of Eddie Kingston, sometimes with the body of another man. Like he plucked an obvious plant fan out of the crowd and choke slammed him off the apron onto Eddie Kingston. Um, and then, for some reason, Lance Archer goes to the top rope and does a moonsault and lands directly on the top of his head. And I, I, I was so scared, like honestly, so scared. Uh, so first of all, I, it popped me when they said he took a fan out of the crowd. Look, I love wrestling fans. There's no wrestling fan with platinum blonde long hair that knows exactly how to sell these bumps. So that was just funny for me. That moonsault is the scariest fucking thing I've seen all day. Coupled with the fact that I just tonight watched the FMW story on Dark Side Ooh. of the Ring and saw Hayabusa. And that uh, that bump Archer took looked scary close. The, 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 the scariest moonsault of any kind I've ever seen was one that didn't land wrong only because Mr. Perfect saved Chris Jericho's life. Mm. Remember that, that lion yep. salt where he came and he was not, he wasn't rotating at all. And Perfect was smart enough to put his feet up and, and get and get Jericho off. Otherwise, Jericho was going to be dead. Yeah. Like th those things are so dangerous. Brock Lesnar doing like that moonsault shooting where he landed, star uh, shooting star press. Like... Yeah, geez. Those things are so dangerous. When you when you're a guy that size and that old, I don't know what you're trying to prove. That's true, because Archer's like what 43, 44? He's, he's old, he's he's old enough to know he shouldn't be doing that shit. Yeah, you're, you're too 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 much. I don't need to see it again. I'm glad he's okay. Please never do that again, sir. So they immediately check on him. He rolls to the outside. Um uh, there the, the doc comes out, checks him out. He He's moving his neck around. He gets back in the ring, and immediately Kingston rolls him up with a Mahistro cradle, gets the pin. I'm assuming the plan was always for Eddie to win uh, the match, but I don't think certainly like that. Um, I'm very happy. <laughs> Apparently, he made he made it to the back under his own power, as as you heard Sean say at the beginning of the thing. He's apparently okay. But I that would, was some scary stuff. I will be scared until I see him wrestle again, and he's fine. Because if you remember. Uh... Brett at Starcade took the kick, went to the back just fine. And he wasn't fine the next morning. I just hope Archer's okay because that that was rough. And I'm glad that he seems to be doing all right. Like we we saw Ricky Starks take that German from Adam Page, you know, several months ago, uh, land wrong and be back in a in a few months' time. So you never know. But that tonight looked really scary. Mm. Um uh, New Punk rants into Super Chat saying, unfortunate for Archer, for Archer, yes, uh, but I'm excited for Brian and Eddie. We're going to get to that in a oh. second. Um, CM Punk smiling will always warm my heart. Uh, also, uh, uh, I'm good. They think it's a nerve tumor. Okay, I'm I'm very oh, happy good. Uh, good. for you, New Punk rants. Uh, still keep us posted. We're pulling for you. Um, Brian and Eddie is... is um, is a, is an is an amazing opportunity to tell some really really cool stories. Um, Brian is going to literally try to kick off Eddie Kingston's head, and Kitty Kingston is going to say, "Is that all you got, bitch?" Like yep. this is going to be a lot of fun, and they have set up such great stories for the entire tournament. 
I think the finals is obviously going to come down to Moxley versus Brian Danielson. And if Brian Danielson is has to resort to tearing ligaments out of the knee of Eddie Kingston in order to get him to submit, isn't that going to piss off Eddie Kingston's best friend, John Moxley, even more? So, like, we get, we'll probably get that. Because you know Eddie Kingston's never going to will willingly submit to anything. So he's Danielson's going to be forced to go to places he didn't think he was going to have to, which is going to piss off Moxley even more. There's so much there, man. And there's so much there. You're going to see a road to at some point over the next few days. It's going to show their time on the independence, the same road they traveled. I'm sure there'll be some Larry Sweeney talk. It's going to be a very beautiful build to a very, but I'm sure will be a great match. I'm assuming this goes to Moxley and Brian, and not just because that was the second match written down on Tony's nice May or favorite. may or may not be. Anything. May or may not be. We're not know? sure. He was holding it at Jaguars game. Well, We're not saying it was anything. Just no spoilers. But but even even still, you know, the idea that I'm sure you know Cassidy could beat Moxley, and then Cassidy Brian being the just beautiful polar opposite. That would be a lot of fun at a pay per view. Either way, I think Danielson goes all the way, and I think he's the next champion one way or another. Um, uh, Oscar Villanueva says uh, that Lance uh, said on his Twitter that he's good. He's a tough SOB. Yes. He is. He is the toughest. Um, so uh, apparently, they um, Eddie Eddie and Brian cut a promo on the roads to the top. Like after during the first break of the roads to the top, they do the the Tony Giovanni interview. Apparently, I've been told uh, by Luis Polito, our mod, it's a must-watch. I can't wait. Um, it's, it's, it should be a lot of fun. Um, it will be. Uh, here's something that wasn't a lot of fun for me. Uh, American Top Team, uh, at least Dan Lambert. Um, all, all this segment proved is that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky don't need anybody talking for them. I mean, Dan Lambert, you're not needed here. You can go away now. Dan Lambert is there because Tony Khan likes him, apparently, and he has fun being a old-school wrestling heel. The problem is, and I'm a little... Like, I am sick of reading every week after these Lambert Inner Circle segments. We don't need these promos. These promos are old hat. Whether it's Jericho, Lambert, somebody always says something that is just a, a little too old-school and doesn't fit today's world. And I'm ready to see it stop. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll we will see it stop at uh, at, at at full gear. Um, so they're they're talking crap about everybody, uh, and and Paige is is really 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 good at it. Um, and and Lambert's a heat magnet, and everyone's gonna boo Dan Lambert. And I get it; like you should boo him, boo that man. Yeah, but like like it's not like. Oh, we're playing along because you're a heel, I think. They're not think, saying boo earns either. You no, know, they're, they're, they're saying boo. Nobody's saying boo earns. Um, uh, but Sammy Guevara comes out to answer all of their uh, stuff. And uh, they, they, they want a match. They want their 10-man tag at full gear. And Lambert says, okay, but only if you put the TNT title on the line next week on Dynamite against Ethan Page and somehow win. Um, and if you lose, 
not only do you lose the title, but you have to leave the inner circle altogether. And I was like, perfect, book it. Ethan Page wins. Because you know, Sammy Guevara is too good for that, that, that thing. So is Santana Ortiz. Get him out, get him out, get him out. All they are doing is being dragged down by Jericho and Hager. The damn problem here is that you want to see Masvidal and Andre Arlovsky get in the ring at full gear because I would love to see, all right, Paige has the title and Guevara is on his own, which is great right. because they need to move on from the inner circle. And every week I go, but he has to win. How did they just not, you know, have the pinnacle win in May, but they didn't. So, you know, here, here we go. And Guevara has to be Ethan Page, which is too bad because Ethan Page shouldn't be losing to anybody. He's so, so good. And they should, they should be protecting him until he gets a shot at the big title. He's so, 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 so good at everything. But Sammy Guevara um, uh, says, well, when I beat your boy Ethan Page, then I get to pick the three people from American Top Team to be in the 10-man in the tag. Um, and... I mean, I think it's I think it's fine, and it's it's I like that a baby face, as we say here. Daniel R uh, says I like that Sammy put in a stipulation. Um, I hate when a heel team makes stipulations, and the baby face just ex- accepts them because they are noble or whatever. Um, uh, yes, I, I I get it. I like that that Sammy's like, well, we get a pick, but he's gonna win next week because you don't put in a stipulation like this without actually doing it. Um, but when he picks the three, the people he should pick are Dan Lambert, Paige Van Zant, and I, I don't know, like uh, who else, but like, he's going to pick like Masvidal and Dos Santos and, and, uh, um, I don't know, uh, Orlovsky. Orlovsky, exactly. But like, uh, that was who I forgot, but wouldn't that be the same three guys that Lambert would pick? Like they would pick those guys because they want to get revenge on them. But Lambert would pick those guys because those guys should be able kick to because those guys will kick, kick those ass. guys' ass. One of the picks should be Lambert, but I, I and then you do you know Dos Santos because he got in the ring already, and uh, Mazadal because he keeps kneeing Jericho in the head. But one of the picks should be Lambert, and Lambert should tap out to the walls of Jericho. Like that's the way this should go. And, and then we never see him ever again like yeah like that's that's it like he got his comeuppance he did the thing you wanted him to do he tapped out to jericho play judas everybody can sing to it and then we don't see dan lambert anymore we can if you want to like get dos santos to work out in a gym and have him become a legitimate professional wrestler down the line great awesome i have no problem with that but like got a nightmare factory for that you don't need dan lambert right and and you also have Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who do not need anybody else. They are themselves enough to me. Yeah, they um, never did. And it just it seems weird that they were insistent on putting them with Dan Lambert. I know they needed the the guy to make them Uber heels, but they never needed the mouthpiece. So it's better ended sooner than later. Yeah. Uh I am La Lucha. Says, I'm genuinely hoping TK realizes that Lambert's and Cody's heat is not a work. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, James Bowers. Not, not, not a likely one on that last one. Though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like Lambert, says James Bowers, is just a stand-in for TK's love for old school heels like Cornette. This angle would work if it was actually Cornette because of real heat between Cornette and Kenny and the Bucks. I mean, 
I, I guess I think it would also work if he was repping two wrestlers who didn't couldn't talk themselves and needed a guy like Lambert to get them over. It's like if you had Camarado here mm-hmm. and like another uh, another big guy the same says Camarado, it, it'd work better because Camarado can't talk. He can rip up gaming signs about RPGs, mm-hmm. but he, can, he can't really cut a promo. Yeah. And that would help. But Paige and Sky just outshine Lambert. So it just feels weird at the end of all this. Yes. Uh, you know who can cut a promo? John effing Moxley. This yeah. promo backstage, this pre-tape, was perfect. This, like, like bringing it down to earth and making you relate to him as like i'm not doing it for anything else i don't even care about being champion i care about getting home with all of my toes and teeth to my little baby girl the way he the way like as as a father who has had an infant little girl grab you by the pinky and not let go it's the best feeling in the world when it happens to you the first time i will never forget it so i relate to john moxley in in this moment and I love that he is making me relate to him a week before he he mows through number 10 and two weeks before he ruins Orange Cassidy's life. Like that, like he's going to, he's made me believe he was a decent man who's just doing his job. Right before he goes on a tear where he's going to become the most insidious, villainous, horrible heel he's ever been i b- i believe they're, they're going in that direction and two I love weeks it. ago the man said this is my company that is my belt and then he had a real down-to-earth moment because life can change week to weeks boys Absolutely. and girls and i'm glad you said what you said because you do have that first-hand experience personally for john moxley's sake i wish that that moment had happened before he decided let me be the death match King yeah. <laughs> against Nick Gage. Yeah. But you know, better late than never. I'm glad he got there. I want to see the promos between himself and Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. who also has two young kids at home. And we've seen the footage of Bree telling Bertie, no, you can't see the scars tonight. They're too much. That is a made story that is real. I want to see it. One is fighting for his newfound life, the other one is fighting for a life he always wanted that got ripped away from him. It's it's there, so simple. It works. Moxley is magic. Uh, in the in the ring, on the mic, standing face to face with the dude he's about to kick the ass of. Like he's like ever since uh, Ambrose was too. But Moxley, man, I can't wait for that promo where he says, "I've seen I've seen the footage, man. I've seen that your wife doesn't let your little daughter look at daddy when daddy's all beat up." I'm going to beat you up so bad your daughter's never going to look at you again. Like, just just, just some really good old school, I'm going to kick your ass shit. Like, it's going to be it's going to be good, man. And that there's, there's beautiful history between these two. Because Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan rarely ever cross paths. Yeah. They were in the ladder match at 31, and that's it. Bryan can say, I was the authority. I helped you become yeah. champion. That is written in stone there's television shows that show that there's so much here and i can't wait to see it unfold yeah uh glennie coda has a great super chat saying that mox uh has had fatherhood change him for the worst and hangman has it changed him for the best 
It's perfect undertones for a future feud. I still think, man, like do do if if I had my if I had my choice of who's going to be the first guy to beat Brian Danielson in AEW, would it be the former Dean Ambrose? No. I think there are people within AEW for whom that rub would be like a like rocket ship to the moon. But could you sell me on John Moxley, a guy who was so pissed that he lost the title to, to Kenny cheating and turning heel really by cheating to beat Moxley for that belt. And Moxley hated that and forced his way back into the title match again, a rematch against Kenny and lost the way he did in that, uh, uh, the barbed wire match and everything. And he's works his way all the way back up here just to be a guy who cheats to beat Brian Danielson so he can get that title shot against Hangman because that title, it, it, he rem he remembers what that title means when he's one step away from it. Like, there's a really cool story there to tell. I'm not saying I would book it there if it was my top choice, but you could tell that story. I don't see uh, Moxley out-wrestling Brian Danielson. No. I think, look, Bloodsport's great. I think he can try, but I think he's going to get frustrated kick Danielson in the nuts paradigm shift. And I think that's how Moxley wins. If he does, I think as far as him losing to the former Dean Ambrose, there's nothing really wrong with that. No. At some point you have to get over the, well, they were both in WWE. I, I agree. Because you know, AEW is here to make things better and you can't do that if you're dwelling on the past. No, it's true. Uh, James Bauer says, can AEW do a babyface, babyface matchup between Mox and Hangman? Does that booking work well, or is it not time for this matchup? Oh, I I, I think they're definitely building to it. Uh, and I think that that in that in that match, regardless of whether or not Moxley gets cheered on his way to the ring, he's going to get booed two and a half minutes into that match. He's, yeah. going, to, he's going to tell you, no, 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 you, you root for this kid. I'm a piece of shit. You hate me. I'm gonna prove it to you. Watch, watch me gouge this kid's eyes out. Like he'll do it because he knows that that's his job. And I think that that's yeah. I think it's gonna great. The only the only thing I would say there is Brian Danielson came into this company and said, "All right, Punk wants to work with the younger kids. Great, I just want to kick their fucking heads in. You can do that by kicking Hangman's head in and saying, "Look, I don't care that he's your hero. Right. I'm here to be the best. So there's a lot on the table here and. I love that there are always all these options within AEW. I am La Lucha uh, says um, you can't call Mox a heel after that promo. Uh, I kill for my dog. Never mind a kid. He's just a man doing what he has to for what he loves. Great fun story. That can be the, the, the story he tells himself. And if he just goes in there and wrestles a match and gets a pin and wins, fine. But if he does what I think he's going to do and absolutely wrecks the world of orange cassidy in round two i i think that it's not just doing what you're doing because it's your job to get to the next round it's i really really like violence like i really like hurting people like i want to get home to my kid i love my kid but also if you get in the ring with me you might not walk out again that is a different thing i don't know if it's heel or face but there's a level of that that I think Moxley can play that I think is really, really excellent. One of the greatest comic book stories ever is The Killing Joke. And the whole crux of that is one bad day. 
And for John Moxley, one bad day was December last year when he lost the belt. I don't think that that's ever stopped him from going crazy. We've seen the hair loss. We've seen, you know, he's just become a little more untamed. Mm-hmm. I think now it's time to go full heel right. against anybody. Yeah. Uh, Ken Shiro says uh, he predicts that Elite will interfere to cost Brian because Kenny's more afraid of him as a challenger. Keeps heat on Brian and Kenny as a feud non-title. Well, I guess that's that's true because Kenny, at the finals of the elimination tournament, which is at full gear, if they were to if that were to happen, then it will definitely go on before Kenny. Kenny will assume he's going to beat Hangman, so he may be costing. Brian, that thing, assuming he's going to, to be champion when he's not going to be champion at the end of the night anyway. So I think that's also possible. And um, if it is, it allows for, you know, Brian to continue feuding with the elite, maybe get the tag match in with the Bucks because there is CM Punk, you know, sitting right there that can do a tag team match. There's so many options again, and that's yeah. what makes this show actually fun to watch. Yeah. There's options. Uh, I'm La Lucha says, uh, what a great comparison that you made, Babo, uh, the killing joke and Mox. Uh, I agree. And uh, uh, John, uh, Daniel R says, I kind of disagree. Would love for Danielson to say, I will beat you in your style of match. And that's why I want this to be a no holds barred. And I'm not saying that the only story to tell is Moxley beating Brian, Brian Danielson in this way. I'm saying it's a story you could tell. Another story you could tell is a thing you just pitched. And there's probably 10 other ones that I implicitly trust. AEW and Khan and Moxley and Danielson to tell in this story. I just want to, because we are a, a wonderful wrestling stream here, I just want to say the Kiss Demon from WCW is on his way to the ring at Impact Bound <laughs> <Down> for Glory. <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> well, I, I, I think they were probably trying to get somebody else. But, uh, but this was all they could do. So, I mean, good. I'm glad the Kiss Demon good, is good there. For, good for him for good getting for him. a booking in 2021. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, Rob Reed also says, I could see, easily see Mox doing an NXT Kevin Owens, the thing where he justifies his horrible actions by saying it's for his family. Yep, that's another thing they could do. That always works. Uh, that's a re- And I definitely think he would, he would kill it. Um, so... Uh, Dark Order and Hangman had a really nice segment backstage. Dark Order is going to face the Elite uh, next week. Um, and um, uh, Hangman basically saying, hey, guys, sorry for what happened. Uh, sorry that my leaving kind of made you guys go crazy. I'm glad to see you're all back together. Um, and th- hey, next week for your match with the, with the Young Bucks uh, and, and, and Kenny and Adam Cole, I know they'll be wearing costumes. Costumes? So I I guess that'll be. I think they're watch. just gonna be uh they're just gonna be a giant horse, all of them. I think <laughs> all, gonna... all, all of them. All of them. The longest horse costume yeah. ever. Yeah, it's like 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 a horse centipede with like seventeen like seventeen sets of legs. Or how many people are in the the full dark order? Why not? Yeah, why not? Um. Uh. Why? Why Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler? Why is this a thing that they did? Because I mean, I love Brian. Brandon Cutler is a great stooge. But the fact that there was like, also, we're looking forward tonight to Jungle Boy beating the crap out of Brandon Cutler in two minutes. <laughs> because, you know, it's it's all right. You get to hear Tarzan Boy. And I think they're legally right. mandated yes, to no. play Tarzan not... Boy 
in every city. I would have loved for them to have said, tonight, Jungle Boy versus a member of the elite. And then the person who comes out is Brandon Cutler. Like promoting Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler when we know for a fact what that's going to be. And it was what we thought it was going to be. A very easy, quick squash for Jungle Boy. It seems kind of like, well, why does anybody actually care to watch that? Now, everything that happened after that was great. But it was the kind of thing like, oh, if that's what's on, I'm going to see what's happening in the in the in the baseball game. Like, I don't think you need to to, to do that specifically. Anyway, um, uh, I thought that this was 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 really good. Um, uh, there was a Jungle Boy spot. I forget what it was that that that, that could have gone really really wrong. Oh, that that Suicida, like yeah. Tope Suicida. Like we saw one of those in NXT. I think Jungle Boy's done a lot more Suic- Tope Suicidas than JC Jane in his life. But that thing is always dangerous, and there's like four or five people who do it perfect every time, and they're the ones who should be doing it. They need to, especially in AEW, you need to go, we have Darby, stop doing this, except for Darby, who legitimately looks like he's trying to kill somebody. Because everybody else, it's very scary. And I could have done without seeing it, especially in a match against Brandon Cutler. You don't need it. Other than that, I thought this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the quick STF tap out. I enjoyed it going on again and Brandon screaming, somebody help me, Matt, Nick. I've known you for 20 years. And of course, Adam comes and saves him. It's like Matt or Nick. Adam says, yeah, what are you doing? You think you're a real big man beating up on Brandon Cutler. You're an embarrassment. And of course, behind him, Young Bucks, super kick. That's all you need. And then you get the super click beat down. Yeah, super big man was 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 great. Uh, tossing him um, into the uh, into the table, setting it up uh, for for Jungle Boy and Cole. Um, but um, I think another thing it sets up if we're in the future is Cole and Christian because they've already taken out Luchasaurus. This could have taken out uh, Jungle Boy for a while. Christian coming back after tonight. He doesn't have the TNA belt anymore. Sorry, Impact belt anymore uh, after tonight, presumably. Uh, and him coming back just pissed pissed that he lost the title and pissed that while he was gone, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks beat up his friend Jungle Boy. I think there's a Christian and Cole match uh, in our future as well uh, that is that is that should be a lot of fun. I think that this whole thing was to set that up and that's great. Now, before um, we uh, we got this, I really liked that he, that Jungle Boy um, was like, oh, I, I, that was a nice warm up. Good, good try, buddy. I like that a lot. Yeah. He says, uh, but you know what? I'm good. I think I could go again. And when you have that feeling, when when you want to have that feeling of, you know, hey, I could go again, maybe you could turn to something that might be able to get you there. I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of. Uh, a, a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what, it's a hard knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach. Ready to go? Want to get in the mood? Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, 
we get kicked? I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need, and it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code FIFA will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are. Free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock life. It's a hardcock life. Um, yeah, it really Daniel, is. Daniel R. asks us to finish this sentence. Full gear, Adam Cole versus, I think, Christian. I, I would say Christian as well. Um, Tom LaValley says, I want to see Jungle Boy win a title before MJF, and that will drive MJF nuts. I think that's also a thing. I think that's why he's mad at Darby. Darby's been TNT champion. I think that that's very well, uh, very well could be possible. Um, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> uh, Wrestle Riot says, I was at Dynamite tonight and got to fist bump CM Punk. OMG. Well, good for you, Wrestle Riot. That's awesome. That's, very that jealous. is awesome. Very yeah, jealous. I mean, this guy's only been back for two months. Don't forget that. This guy has gone for seven years. Yeah. And it's been a great two months. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we do over on the Fightful uh, post-show um, uh, NXT podcast is I am a jukebox for impressions of certain people in NXT. And if you send me money, I have to do it. So somebody asked me for Walter's thoughts on the Young Bucks. Now, this is a very, very accurate impression of Walter and an impression of nobody else. Okay, here we go. Yeah, the Young Bucks, I do not like them. I have the super kick. It's not, not super in my book. If you want to kick somebody hard, you have to kick them into the sun. Kick them as far as you can. Personally, I like my super chop, where I stop people's hearts when I chop them so hard. That is what you do. I do not like the Young Bucks. Uh, what does McBain think about the Young Bucks? Uh, McBain thinks the same thing. No, um, it, okay. So, so uh, also, I'm La Lucha asked me... Uh, uh, you know, it's all about the butt. Uh, what are Walter and Tony D'Angelo's thoughts on the butt? Uh, so I have to, he paid me $10. I have to do it. So here we go. Walter and Tony D'Angelo's thoughts on the butt. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, big man. I was wondering, you know, personally, personally, I am a, buz- I am, I am a, I'm more of a fan of the bazooms. I'm more of a fan of the bosoms. I, that's me. I'm a, I'm a boob man. I'm not sure. Walter, maybe you could enlighten me on your own proclivities, i.e. the different parts of the body. I am a butt man. I like the butt. I like to slap <laughs> the butt. I like to spank the butt. I like the curvature of the rump. That is me. Ah, but me, I am Walter. I'm not that. That's, I like to chop the butt. I chop it hard, and it makes the ball wobble, 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 wobble. I love the butt. Hey, that's pretty good. You over here, me over there. We we like different parts. That's fine, but we're still friends. Um, so that's something that happens on NXT all the time. If you want to come over and watch that show, you're more than welcome. To. I think I want to do that show. No. <laughs> okay, so we got to the, the main event. Not the main event you're thinking of, Cody and Malachi. I'm talking the main event. Miro's promo. Miro's video package, again, is so great. God, why aren't you listening to me? Like it's so so good, and his whole thing where he says, um, "They will they will make me wrestle a hundred times, and I will snap a hundred necks." Like it's he's just so great at this. They are like I said this I said this before. Sometimes 
you build a monster heel and he's a champ and you've, he's been built up to this point and you can't imagine somebody uh, would, would, would um, listen, uh, sorry, would, would, would be able to beat him. Right. And he could possibly lose. And that that guy loses, he has to lose eventually, but sometimes you have to figure out a way to keep that guy strong. And it's hard to do. AEW and Miro are knocking the shit out of the park, keeping him strong. He feels stronger now after these two back-to-back promo packages than he was before he lost the title. Like, he has declared war on God. Like, and I believe Miro's gonna win. Like, I, I, it's it's so cool. First of all, uh, the place he used to work for likes to declare war on God. I wonder if he's uh, taking some notes. But I, I love, because I pitched this a while ago. Yeah. He he can't see his wife. Lana won't see him. Lana, <laughs> Lana won't sleep with him because he's not champion. She only wants winners. And therefore, he has disappointed not only his, you know, spiritual God, but his earthly God. Yeah. He's, he's just losing right now. And he's going to kill everybody until he can win again. I love it. Love it. I love it so much. Um, So here we go. Here's the actual main event. Uh, Cody versus Malachi. It's a great match. I mean, it's unequivocally a great match. Um, uh, 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 Cody Rhodes is a really damn fine wrestler. Um, I just wish he wasn't the most unself-aware wrestler in the world. He is out there doing babyface hope spots to a crowd that loathes him. And I, 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 I wish they would just sink into it. Make the turn. Do something like figure out a way to like at least get us toward that place. Um, they 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 put over the wrong dude. Like it does. Like it, it, they put over the wrong dude. The match the match was excellent. I can't say anything bad about the match. They put over the wrong guy. Listen to the crowd. They put over the wrong guy. He had to beat him eventually, and I think if you were like, well, we gave Malachi two wins. We had to do something different with Cody. Cody is. Cody in the ring is uh, not self-aware, but Cody elsewhere is because he clearly said, I feel like Woody in Toy Story, and he's acting like Woody in Toy Story. He's, hey, no, it's Woody's Roundup. We're good. Or, what is this buzz? Like, you don't want to go to space? You want a Western. You know, like, you, you don't want to go to space. And Cody's just out here on his own trying to do what he's always done. And at some point, it's going to hit him. They don't want to play with you anymore. And that's when Cody is going to lose his mind. Right. Uh, we have a lot of super chats about this thing. Most super chatted thing of the night. Um, Nikolai Kree says that if my tweet was anything to go by, pretty sure uh, that I'm going to be the voice for a lot of fans after the main event. Uh, glad Lance is seeming to be okay. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, Oscar Navillanueva says, I'm sorry that Cody Wynn just ruined Malachi Black for me. I trust AEW, though. Hope something good comes from this. Not ruined. Certainly not ruined. Yeah, he's not ruined. He'll be he's, not, all right. he, he's not he's not ruined. Um, it doesn't it after having beaten Cody twice, losing to him once doesn't prove anything on behalf of Cody. And that's the problem here, is they think it does. And I I I don't I don't agree. I think he's still up up two games to one. Is this is this a best of three? Because if so, he won. If it's a best of five. Please don't. I don't need to see two more of these. They said but if they it is, said this he's was two up end. two games to one. They said this was the end. I'm hoping that they're honest. Yeah. Because I don't need to see this again, but I'm good enough 
with how it ended because I knew Cody was going to win eventually. I thought he would win at Grand Slam. I thought there would be no way he lets himself lose in New York City. So that was nice enough. Yeah. But I, I think it's time to do something new with Cody. People are tired. If you have more opinions like the one you just read where one loss to Cody can kill somebody, it's you got to do something new with Cody. It's time. Uh, well, here we go. R26 says, Cody was my favorite wrestler in AEW when AEW started. Now I can't stand him. And the thing is, that's fine if 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 Cody is self-aware enough and AEW is smart enough to just play into that, like, then you could have a, a, an amazing heel. to like you, you could have an amazing heel that would actually work really well to actually be basically a guy, like, imagine him like using all of his pull being an on-screen guy who says no that doesn't work for me brother like literally doing that on screen like lean into it lean into it that's at this point you know they overplayed the authority angle in wwe but in 2013 when it started that was what they wanted from hunter right yeah. now that's what they want from cody yeah. say hey it doesn't work for me i actually i made this world title i'm gonna win it now yeah. thanks that's what they want from Cody, and I think that's what needs to happen. People don't care if you think, oh, well, we're doing something that's never been done before. What are you doing? Not listening to the audience? You're doing the John Cena. Like, indeed, that's been done before. Turn heel. Be a great heel. And right now, Arn Anderson, who's far too old and has been retired longer than most of the people watching this show right now have been alive, is moreover... Yeah. Because he said in the 80s, I would shoot people for stealing my car yes. than you are for being a good guy pro wrestler. It's time to shift. Yeah. Joey Bag of Donuts says uh, Cody got booed as a commercial was talking about getting booed. That's true. <laughs> uh, Brent Lockman said Cody had three people at ringside. Black was alone, yet he's the heel. What? Yeah. I mean, like him having like, oh, I'm going to bring out all of my friends to make sure that you don't do anything wrong. Then I'm gonna drop you through a table. Like I understand that, like Black set up the table, hoisted by his own petard. But still, um, you know. But yeah. it's not implied that Black has Satan on his side. See, that's that's just the thing. You, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, James Barris uh, says I didn't get the Cody back backlash and over uh, overlooking criticism, overbooking criticism. Uh, where did the Cody uh, until this week? So I didn't get the Cody backlash until this week. Where did the Cody of 2019 go? How has this happened? I I I don't know. Uh, two, a couple of things happened. So the Cody verse that we have affectionately called it, the stuff with the factory and the Nightmare Family happened, and the the promo leading up to the Anthony Gogo match happened. Mm -hmm. I think there were too many tone deaf moments from Cody that he just hasn't bounce back from yet can yeah. he do it sure yeah. wrestling fans like to tear you down so they can bring you back up but you gotta let them tear you down and tell that story first yeah the the bean kicked in says uh yeah that main event made me go hmm and grimace uh cody does not understand what his character is it's the first miss that was the complete miss for me um yeah it's it's unfortunate because uh, I I don't I don't I don't think it it ruins uh, Malachi Black's 
character or mystique, I I would not have booked him to lose his first match so early in this run. Certainly wouldn't have booked him to lose it to, to Cody. Um, but I think what it signifies is uh, is is worse that they have a blind spot. Not only does is Cody not self-aware, but they have a blind spot of of what of what Cody is. Cody can think he was whatever he is. Tony and other people backstage have got to take him aside and say, here, here is video where you can hear people booing everything you do. You are a heel to these people. Regardless of whether or not you want to play a heel, they already hate you. Let's figure out a way to make that work for us and not against us. Here's the thing about this match. It was a great match. I'm not saying anything against the match. The wrong guy went over. And here's how you know the wrong guy went over. They had to pull out the freaking kitchen sink to get everything done. To get to get, they had to have Andrade come out and point a gun at Ar, a fake finger gun at Arn Anderson. They had to have Pac come down and attack Andrade. They had to have uh, Andrade's um, like assistant try to hit Arn Anderson with an iPad to do the to do the spine buster so that both Black and Cody had time to blade and get some color to make the match seem more real. Like if you had just done what everybody thought you should have done, which is had Malachi get put over strong, you wouldn't have had to do all the weird bells and whistles. You wouldn't have had to overbook to that extent to make to make it work. And that's the problem. The simplest choice is often the right one. Yeah, that finish for me was a little dusty and not in a good way. That was a lot, although I will never not mark out for Arn Anderson doing anything physical. He hit a spine buster. It was great. I still don't know this guy's name or what or what he's who is he? What he does? But Andrade chose to beat up Chavo Guerrero Jr. and keep this guy rather than vice versa. Yeah. So I guess that counts for something. This was good enough as is. Now I wonder, and I wonder how close to the vest you can tell this story. Does Andrade not like Cody because he's marrying a flair and Cody is Rhodes? <laughs> like, is that... That's I mean that's that I mean, could could be. Um, I I, th I think it isn't like Cody because Cody put his nose in Andrade's business on Rampage last night. I think it's as simple as that. But um, but um, I, I I listen at this point. Just extract Malachi and Andrade entirely from this thing. Let Cody do whatever vanity thing he's going to do in his next feud, and give me Pac versus Malachi Black for thirty five minutes. Like, I just, I need to see it. Let's do it. Why aren't, can we, is Pac versus Black at full gear? Like, can, why can't we see that? There, you've, you've already set it up. Let's, can, can, I, I need to see it now. Here's why I need Cody in this story. I'm tired of the vanity projects. I need his hand forced. I need him in whatever is really happening around him because the vanity projects need to die and they have been there ever since he lost the right to challenge for the world title two years ago yeah i need him focused on aew week to week and i'm hoping that keeping him here will do that yeah brent lockman says i always assumed the theme of this feud was cody's corruption 
might still be, but I don't know anymore. Yeah, I, af, after the after the, the 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 second loss and the black mist in his eyes and and Arn like miming shooting him in the head, uh, and then Arn showing up at his house burning his suits. Like I thought we were done with the Malachi stuff, and now on to Cody trying to find himself stuff. I didn't think we needed to have Cody beat Malachi in order for that second part to happen. I will say there are some people out there who do not agree with us, like Jay Blood, who says, love the main. Every little thing they're doing with Cody is designed to provoke the audience to push him over the edge, excited for what's next. I I agree with the second part. I don't think... I'm excited to see if they actually ever figure out how to how to, how to make this work. I trust them enough to think that they know where they're going. And that is why I'm willing to let this play out. But yeah. if we're sitting here next all out talking yeah. about the Cody verse, we have lost far too many steps. Yeah. Um, I will say this is, this is very true. They ended the match with, with a, a tiger driver 98. Um, but it sure looked mm-hmm. for a second like, yeah. like he was yeah. hit the pedigree to win. <laughs> and if he had done that, I might have forgiven everything. <laughs> the buzz says, uh, the pedigree tease popped me. Uh, I really enjoyed this dynamite. The pedigree tease, like, honestly, if he had beaten Malachi Black with a pedigree in the middle of the ring, I might have let it slide. <laughs> but the tiger driver wasn't as special, it just wasn't. Yeah. Look, I don't care if he wants to do something that isn't the crossroads. Crossroads is a weird move anyway. Yeah. You saw it through the table tonight. It looked like Cody ate more of the table. I've never really liked the move. Yeah. But for five seconds, I said he's going to hit the pedigree and it's all going to make sense. And then he did the uh, the J driller and no. Yeah. Um. So that that was that was AEW. Uh, next week looks to be uh, excellent. Uh, Bound for Glory is going on right now, and we're going to have a post show for that later at 1 tonight a.m. at one a.m. Eastern, because 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 Bound for Glory, because Impact said we're in Vegas, why not run it at normal Vegas time and not normal East Coast time? Screw all you people, stay up late with us. Um, I mean, look, if the partnership is going to end, like the rumors have said, what better way than to be courteous yes. to AEW on your final night of? That is true. That is true. Uh, Robert DeFelice, it has been a pleasure. Uh, just the two of us hosting a show. Just the two of us. Two of us. We can we make can it. Make okay. It, uh, it has been been fun. Uh, we've never done one of these before. I'm sure Sean will put us in this position at some point down the line when he decides to take a night off again. You know, and, um, I'm, and I'm good with that because if Sean Ross decides, yeah, I, just want, I need a night. Yeah. That's fine because I think we held it down. If you want to follow more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice. All that's in the description. I'm here every day on Fightful writing up news. And you can catch me talking into this microphone elsewhere. Just follow me on Twitter to find out where. And Alex, what do you got going on? Because you do a bunch of podcasts here now. I do. Um, I uh, Earlier today, I did uh, uh, Sour Graps for the Fightful Select. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, you get all the awesome news and scoops, scoops with a Z that with uh, that Sean Ross Sapp uh, gives you uh, every damn day. And twice a week, uh, we get a podcast every day there, but twice a week, that's my podcast. Today, I did one on SmackDown and the belt swap that went to hell and back. Uh, I talked about that. 
Uh, also, I, I late nights on Mondays after the regular YouTube post show, I do uh, uh, sour graps about raw. Uh, and then on Tuesdays, we have the greatest and longest NXT 2.0 after party uh, in in history with me and Kate Hensler. This week is Halloween, Halloween Havoc. And uh, we're planning a Halloween party that you guys do not want to miss. I promise you. So please come and join us after NXT 2.0 on Tuesday. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Yes, bring your own candy. If you bring candy corn, you're fired. Um, and yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. You guys have easily the best chemistry, and I'm sure we'll all be watching. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, as as we say, as uh, SRS would say, we're out. But on the Tuesday show, we always sign off by saying, keep cool, Gabagool. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.